welcome back to the pen and podcast i am your host pen and pant and always joining me is the co-host oh, I, should, I should introduce myself as the co-host i slip that every time but it always yeah. with me the co-host eddie eddie boy how are we doing today hello um i'm pretty good um do anything today i didn't go to school i just fucking bummed it <laughs> bummed it yeah had a whole day what about you um today went to work was, i decided the um i did a four-hour first shift and a four-hour like next shifts until like uh in, right after the morning shift i went to the gym and did um nice. did the push day today so that was good okay. And I switched to 30 second, like I was telling Eddie, 30 second rest periods. And so that, that caused me to like drop some weight and a little bit of some exercises because like, shit, I'm not resting for that yeah. long. So I'm not, I'm not recuperating mm-hmm. that strength. Yeah. Yeah. The, if you, if you, I heard there's a famous quote by, uh, I think it's Jason Statham. He's in, he's in action. He's the ball guy. Yeah. The ball guy. Um, he, he once i read something from an article or something he said once that um you can get done in like two hours of bullshit you can get the same amount of done in 45 minutes so like really hard hard training which you know some of, that's true, some of that's not but like yeah doing less rest period is like really intense like it can fuck with you like when i first started going to the gym i would only do 30 seconds and uh wow that was quite challenging so yeah, dude, it's yeah. challenging. I'm like getting like five reps sometimes, and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm doing the shoulder press today. I was just like, oh. yeah, yeah, dude. Shoulder stuff is humbling. Moving things far away from your body is challenging. Oh yeah, and just as a preface for um, the audio and the video listeners, um, I'm solving something with my internet, so the audio will be choppy cutting in and out at times i apologize i'm trying to figure out a solution i gotta call like the um cyber power people or asus because like there's a wi-fi integration with the motherboard and so that is having to do something with the my very bad wi-fi connection right now and so i apologize so but on keep to keep talking about what we were saying let me see so yeah i did a push day today and um i ended on the tricep extension with the cables yes and i think do you remember do you remember what weight i was at last time when we were doing that when you were here i was at like oh, i think 10 but like it's like i was able to get up to like 15 but then i moved nice. to 30 seconds i was like oh fuck, i got fuck, yeah. i got to 12.5 <laughs> Yeah, dude, because all that, yeah, your body's, yeah, it doesn't want to. You know what, you know what got me, dude? Like the fucking chest press, like the machine, mm-hmm. the machine. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I probably should be doing, um, just like a bench press, honestly. But even though they both are equally good, don't let people say that otherwise. <laughs> I was doing the 30 seconds of those, dude, is hard. I was doing 80 pounds. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I I could yeah. feel it in the chest. Not that, that's what I like. Like when I can feel it in there. Mm-hmm. But I like towards the end of my I was doing chest flies and I feel like I was doing it too a little bit like low down here. So I was like here. I think I could. Okay. I don't know. I I, yeah. I gotta work on that one. The chest you want flies. It like in between collarbone and nipple. So like here. So like here. Or more centered. Yeah up here a little bit more centered centered, centered. okay that's what i was trying to do it's like i i changed like different seat heights because like mm-hmm. yeah you'll find what works eventually. yeah i know it's okay I, I don't think i was keeping my back right either because like i was like this shoulder was like for some reason like oh it's so weird i only got the seven reps on the second one i was like i'm doing something wrong in the beginning it's hard so yeah yeah um have you done anything well i haven't i haven't talked to you in like two weeks because i wasn't on the last episode yeah isha was on going down um yeah i think um it it was uh last week 
it was like Wednesday or something. Ishan texted me. He was like, "You getting the Hogwarts game?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know. I was I was gonna wait and see. Maybe play on a sale." And he's like, hey, "You would end your lame." <laughs> so I'm bad. Oh man, I can't buy that shirt right now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, so Eddie didn't want to buy it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. And so I was like. He's like negotiating with me. He's like, "All right, you could pay twenty five. I'm like, "Damn, you're really excited for this game. I'll pay really thirty five. I'll pay thirty five. Yeah. And like, I started playing it last night. I only got an hour. Only like, I just got like Hogwarts. You do this like whole beginning like tutorial thing. I mean, it looks really good like visually. I just gotta see how like how else the other other parts are. Like, I like how right now, like I was, you do like a basic like just wand attack." your character is like some really interesting like um like styles it's like it's like going behind the back sometimes like that's cool i was like okay that's pretty cool it's pretty cool and so far it's like the combat's i'm starting out so i really i'm not i'm gonna gonna take that back i cannot say anything on the combat i just started playing i literally have a one attack spell the other two I have are a light spell and a re- reveal spell. Revealio. That was it. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, been playing that. I played a little bit of Persona. Like, I was playing Persona 5 yesterday. Persona 5 Royal. And then I was like, shit. I kind of want to play Hogwarts. And I was talking to my girlfriend. And I was like, I was like, ah, oh, I have this feeling that, like, I need to play Persona 5. Because, you know, like, it's a long game. And I want to, like, I want to beat it eventually. But I was like... That's not who I am. I don't want to commit myself to be playing just one game because I want to get my money's worth. Like, I want to stick to this game. But then I have the other part of me who's like, you got to get to your games, dude. Like, you just keep doing this. Yeah. It's a battle. It, it's, it's a battle. It's like, I... Oh! And I sold my PS2. I sold my PS3. So I don't have those yeah. anymore crazy how much um not a good amount (laughs) not very much but it was to the one-up games guys so i don't care it goes to somebody that i like yeah those guys are cool we'll give you about 58 cents for that uh worst in gamestop is zia records dude they give me they'll give me shit for that and and with the stuff i tried selling with them before Definitely, I'm not taking any offers that like are lowballing me because I know a lowball offer. Yeah. Fuck that. Sure. Yeah. Damn. What well, else? Yeah, yeah. Got rid of all that stuff, dude. The fucking PS3. It took nine hours to like format itself back to like factory settings. Jesus. Nine I hours. Old machine, dude. And God. I was hesitating back and forth with um selling it or not because like oh I could emulate some stuff you know it could be a good emulator it could PS3 games but I was like realistically Zach is this gonna happen I'm like is it really, is it really gonna happen it's a lot it's it's I was like I don't have the space to do that stuff and if I'm not making content with the the games that are easier to like record with and do like content with i won't be doing it for that like i did like those two silent hill videos shout out to the 30 people that watched both of those i did like two silent hill let's plays they're all right and you know they those weren't bad and i was like i did those in like two days straight i was like shit one after the other but no like the setup it took for get to get a ps3 i had to buy like a Here's here's what I use for recording like anything to the anything from the Wii U. Wii U went up, I wanna say. Okay. And so I did buy another one for below that, like PS2, PS3, stuff like that. It was, just, it was just a bunch of wires, to be honest. And now I have this yeah. new setup, like everything looks very clean. And I kinda That's wanna good. keep that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a clean desk advocate for yes, sure. Yes, yes. What else have I been playing? Um, Octopath Traveler game's lit. I just um unlocked the job 
uh, class system. So you meet eight characters, and these eight characters have their own classes, you know, like a merchant, a thief, a scholar, a warrior, right? But you get to these shrines, and you can have a second job class, which means that job class's skill set, like if, so right now, I have my merchant as a thief secondary. So like, they can learn thief skills and do thief stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's like the... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Kind of like the Borderlands 3 classes where you can like have two, like two trees like with the two, two supers. Yeah. Yeah, two supers. Sort of like that. Yeah, it's like it goes back to like how like Japanese role-playing games were with like, like old like Final Fantasy. Like I think 4 first started the job class system or something like that. But like I find that really cool. And there's like there's like a, another secret subset of like secondary classes you can get. It's like that's really cool. It's like and, a class and a subclass. Subclass. And then there's like a master class. So okay. like that sounds dope. I was like, that's lit. The game's kind of hard. There's no difficulty setting. So like you're playing on whatever they like whatever the difficulty is set on. So like it's it follows it follows like JRPG, like like more old school jrpg like um difficulty tropes or how like you need to grind to like you, you want to get past this guy grind i don't yeah. care to do that sometimes but like it has this uh combat system where like if you hit the the enemy and it's like weak um areas like it could the guy could be weak to fire a sword a spear and like mm -hmm. a dagger Right, and so I try to get my party to be like spread out so I can attack him to get that weaknesses down. But like, he has a shield of like nine, right? And if I like, if I hit him two times with a sword, it goes down to seven. And if it hits down to zero, it initiates a break where like he like gets like knocked out, right? You know, like this character like falls to their knees and they're like, oh, right. And so the guy's taken out for like two turns, depending on how you work it. Okay. And so that's how I that's how you have to like cheese some of the bosses. You just constantly keep breaking them. Break mm -hmm. posture break like Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta you gotta like break their like defenses to say. Yeah. And so that's actually been really fun. And Octopath Traveler 2 seems really tempting to buy because it comes because Best Buy has a sick ass like white steel book that I yeah. I want. But I'm still playing the first game. But yeah. my, uh, I like I'm a steelbook. I'm a steelbook fiend. You are a connoisseur of steelbooks. That's true. I have a lot. Let's see. I what was the? Do you remember what the first steelbook you got was? Um, it was the Black Ops Two Hardened Edition in the big fucker. Yes, the big ass, the big -ass tin dude. Whitey thing here. I'll go get it. It's in the next room. Fuck yeah, get I it. Show my. My Black Ops oh, 2 collection. Show your collection. And so I think I want to say my first Steelbook. God, I, I'm i pretty sure it was Assassin's Creed Origins. It came out in 2017. I remember the exact moment. Oh, there it is. There it is. I'll continue later. Look at that bad boy. Dude, unboxing. Is this 2013 yeah, again or 12? Look at that. 2000. The back. Oh, sick. So, I don't know where the disc is, but <laughs> it's that's, somewhere. That's and then also, so cool, dude. bonus. Oh, they came out of place, but there's these two coins. Oh, there you got. Are those never been opened? These are never been opened. I wonder how much those go for. Like 20 bucks each. Here, let me. Oh. Don't open it, though. Keep it sealed. I'm not opening it. I'm trying to get it to stay there you go oh yeah those are sick yeah this one's cool man it was 80 dollars in 2011 or 2012 whatever that was. hell yeah i was i was uh, i was telling them my first steelbook was assassin's creed origins i remember being so excited for that because like it just looks it just looked cool at the time and i remember where i was when i like, ordered the steelbook edition i was um 
You remember when I did that CU Denver thing? No. I drove Maybe. to I drove to CU Denver to um take the class there. Oh, the class, yeah. Yeah, that I failed, so waste of time. <laughs> but like I was it, it was like before that started, I was sitting like in like a preliminary like meeting like um orientation or something. And I was sitting next to my mom and I was and she was like, "Oh, what are you buying?" I was like, "I'm buying this hundred dollar game because i feel that's when i had money that's when i got that like a uh, job with brandon at the um at the school uh, at the rec yep no no not the rec the um uh, elementary school oh yeah okay yeah that's the last the one i got paid monthly at which sucked oh i remember yeah that was weird Dude, God. so yeah that's when i had my that's when i had money money so i was like yo i'm i love assassin's creed i'm bending yeah. right now <laughs> what Funny. so my last steelbook that i got was like fire emblem engage just now like mm-hmm. what was the last steelbook you got uh, i think infinite fair 2017 infinite warfare okay yeah yeah okay that was it i'm gonna think of another one. Oh no series x game yeah i think so that one yeah yeah Starfield comes out with a um a steelbook edition, but you have game pa- but you have like Game Pass, so you getting that? Nah, you got you got the Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so that's I've been playing Octopath, dude. The a Nintendo Switch Direct came out. They added GBA games to the Switch Online. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it opens up potential for those Pokemon games. Yeah. Cuz they're adding I was going to ask you. Yeah. About, like red and blue. Yeah, they're adding Pokemon Stadium to like the Nintendo 64 package. Okay. And so the whole point of adding of like Pokemon Stadium was that like you could transfer your handheld Pokemon from the games from the Game Boy and play them on the N64. That was the whole selling yeah. point. So they bring that back. Shit, that could be pretty good. That'd they, be cool. they brought back Game Boy, yeah. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy like Pocket, whatever, and that Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And so nice. The starting lineup for like Game Boy Advance was like Mario and Luigi's Inside Story, or like whatever that is. Um, Super Mario Advance Four, which was Super Mario Three. Plus, like, 38 more levels because they had, like, yeah, they had, like, e-reader cards and, like, it was, like, 2000s, like, promotion stuff. And so, like, 38 more levels to that. That's crazy. Damn. That is a lot. Some, like, weird, like, puzzle game where, like, you have, like, a stick and it, like, constantly rotates. You have to fit it through things. It seems pretty cool. Okay. Okay. Um, what's the other ones? I can't remember, but they're going to add like Fire Emblem on there. They're going to add, um, Golden Sun, sick RPGs, Metroid Fusion, F-Zero, like lit. The Nintendo Switch Online is hidden, but like what else came from that direct? They dropped Metroid Prime Remastered, like Shadow dropped it. Okay. Oh, they didn't even say anything. They no, came. they're like, dude, check out this remaster. You could play it today. Damn. Well, Did that you... was like, oh, they did something like that at the Fallout. I think when they did Fallout Four. Yeah, they like, Fallout Shelter. Oh, they're the yeah, they're like, they're now I was like, wow. <laughs> yes, oh my god, I'm down those right now. Yo, that game was fun. I played that in high school. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And then. What else? They showed like Zelda stuff. I just can't get over the weapon breaking thing, so I'm not even gonna like go into any further detail about that. <laughs> Stupid. Dark Souls two vibes, fucking item durability horrible. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like they remastered that GameCube game. They're doing a a set of this uh like um Japanese role playing game called like Baten Kaitos. It's like two GameCube games remastered. Hyped for that. 
Um, what else? Uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Finally, it's been delayed a year. So that's going to be coming in April. Hyped for that. And so this, this Direct was like a bunch of like remasters. Yeah. Zelda. It's like GBA. It's like a conference from like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But it was, it was pretty exciting. They have some cool other stuff there too for those people that like it. But the Japanese... uh. They dropped the trailer for the bots and kaitos, and I like how the Japanese guy says the names. He's like, "Button kaitos." I was like, I can't. I couldn't get that out of my head for a couple of days. I was like, I love the way how that how he says that. Button kaitos one and two HD remaster. I was like, that's oh, sick. That sounds so cool. That's funny. That is what's been the hip hop can't think of anything else i have not turned on my xbox nice. still i bought 15 so yeah I, I bought 15 foot hdmi cords so i can like if i want to power it on over there i can like run a cable oh okay but and that wouldn't be so bad that wouldn't be so bad you only have that little strip yeah yeah you would see it and the only issue is that like it's a pain to do it with one monitor but i mean it's manageable excuse me hold on Oh my god. Jeez. And so like I would want a second monitor. Guess how this works is that like so weird. It's like one from the Xbox to this thing and then from this thing okay. to the monitor. So okay. I would be so like I I would technically would need a second one or I would just switch HDMI sources to play the xbox on here but then like if i wanted to like switch a setting onto like the obs recording i would have to switch like oh. actual <laughs> hdmi so like it'd be better to have like a second source i have a yeah. laptop but it's it's weird because i can't i can't i have to, i can use that as another monitor for the pc but, but not for the xbox no i can oh okay so like if i it's also weird too. I was do way simpler with another monitor. That's like two hundred dollars. Yeah, they are expensive. Unfortunate. Yeah, so then I'll I just have to like take a leap of faith to me just like recording my face playing and hope nothing goes wrong. Cause that would yeah. suck. Because <laughs> you're in the dark. Yeah. The whole time. You have <laughs> or I somehow just record. I have like two separate recordings of my video and like the actual game which i don't know how to do but that's lots of challenges yes lots of challenges lots of talking but i they don't even know what we're talking about today if they're keeping up they would but we are talking about the art in video games the ending saga part three this will be the last Ooh. Last time we talk about it, maybe uh, in this in this arc and sense, but I mean yeah. we could go into more discussions later. Obviously, we there's probably a bunch of things we could talk about with Skyrim alone, but like that's yeah. a whole episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but before we start that, uh, actually, like I was interacting with a guy on Twitter, Grounded Gaming. And like I was just responding to like some of his tweets. It's like, oh yeah, and he and he was like, yeah, I listen to your podcast from time to time. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, us, oh, the first person I heard, without <laughs> that's not like that I know personally that listens to yeah, it. Right. So like, shout yeah. out Grounded Gaming if he's listening to this. Grounded he or she or they or them, whoever Grounded Gaming is. Thank you. Oh yeah. All right, now we can get on with the podcast. Eddie, what are we doing today? Well, we're not talking about very many because we covered basically every game that I liked last time also. But there's a few more. So we're gonna we're gonna roll in to it. Um so uh first game is uh well two games actually. Bioshock one and two. Ooh, and okay. um I think I think we or we might have written it in this in the set for last time, but I, we didn't really go into it that deep. Um, I'm trying to remember, but I want to say know. yes. Yeah, but uh, I tried to go. Ooh, sorry, I got the chills. I tried to go a little bit deeper. Um, so um, 
as you guys know, we talked about Art Deco a little bit last time, but um, yeah, Bioshock 1 and 2 are like, that's like the main vibe. And uh, I wanted to, because we don't have very many games, I wanted to extend it a little bit this time into like a little bit about the, not just the artistic context, but the cultural context. Um, so like, um, we'll just start with the artistic um, context here. So let's move this a little bit. Okay, look up Bioshock one slash two. Did you see um the guy who made those games? Ken Levine is actually making another game that's like looks very similar. It's called Judas. So oh really? Yeah, look I that up. Yeah, we can look at. It. Man, I am apologize to the listeners. Like, you can't hear it on your end, but like, at some points you're just like robot, and I can like under barely understand any words you're saying. But like, it's nothing to your fault. Like, I know it's me. So I'm sorry. Every new game. Judas. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a trailer. Don't want to get copyrighted, so we're not gonna play it. Ah. <laughs> it's not gonna come out for like two more years. Um, I don't know why I showed it. Huh. Awesome. That's exciting. Okay. Right. So let's look at this. Um open image. Okay. So this is Rapture, um, which is the city that Bioshock 1 and 2 take place in. Uh so it's underwater, first of all, which is really cool. But uh terms of the building design um it's literally taken straight out of uh early 20th century uh, uh chicago new york city um art deco architecture style so you get a lot of um kind of these cubic looking designs um with mm -hmm. all the buildings cubism was another popular um, art movement at the time um so like some of picasso is cubist and like just stuff that was like highly angular and that kind of went into the art as well. Um, so you're looking at these buildings, lots of like intimidating, very narrow spires, not a lot of like ornamental stuff like we saw with the Gothic, but uh, still very like profound. And there's like a lot of uh, kind of grandeur to the buildings, but they're a little bit more simple. Um, so like everything's kind of cubic. And these windows, like everything is mostly uh, uniform in design. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of compare it to, so this is the Chrysler Building in New York City. Um, so you see these big sharp spires, lots of cubic detail, not super, super ornamental, but a little bit. And then mm -hmm. we look straight over to this building. It's like a one for one. So uh, yeah, definitely big on that one okay, does um look. does that sort of cubic architecture follow like any like ratio because i know about there's actually a question oh, yeah. that's a, there was a question um when i was playing persona 5 royal about like the golden and silver ratio yeah I, i've never heard of the silver ratio but i'll tell you about the golden ratio heard, uh, so the golden ratio is um it was kind of um what would you call it like it was like sanctified in the classical period so like greece um as like being the perfect thing that all things should yeah it's like um, the most imitate. like symmetrical like yeah. thing you could follow it's like make arts or like a structure yeah. architecture yeah so it's kind of like a two to three like it's really close um it's a two to three but like there's a lot of mathematical shit that goes behind it that i can't explain um but um basically yeah, so look, you see this sequence of blocks here sequence so of this blocks. square is about a third of this square yeah about a third. like that yeah so it's not exactly a third but if we look at um golden ratio in architecture um but basically in the classical period, so Greece and Rome, a lot of buildings were modeled to have 
um, this golden ratio. So like these old, like this is the Parthenon here. Um, we can kind of go into this. Long open new tab. Okay. So yeah, they tried to model this quite often, basically just to like try to make the building look as uniform as possible. Um, a lot of them thought it had some sort of divine um, capabilities or like divine reflection. So it was like the most godlike architecture could possibly be. Um, I think a lot of this kind of left the the art world after the classical period. Um, Came back the Roman period and the Neoclassical period. The Roman um, period like and Roman what? Art, uh, the neo, the Roman and the Neoclassical. So Neoclassical neo was like, yeah, that was like 18th century. So like, um, we're gonna talk about that a little bit later, actually. But um, yeah, so Neoclassical is like basically a rebirth of this classical style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was prevalent in ancient Greece, um, other classical period stuff uh roman stuff and then like neoclassical style so um but yeah, that's what the gold ratio is mm -hmm. and um, um the silver ratio the silver ratio i learned was um having to do with japanese structures and how like it sort of models it after that but it's like more it's more cube shaped because you know how those yeah those things it's the silver ratio the ratio of the length of the first roof and the last roof is a silver ratio. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of this before, but I I, I get what I. they're talking about. Yeah. Sure. Huh. Silver ratio. It's a little. Um, yeah. So, um, a lot of these are I uh, used to know the term for it, but these uh, sort of traditional. Japanese structures that you see in movies and you know all the time it's like quintessential this is what Japan looks like kind of style yeah um, yeah but it has something to do with the measurements of this roof up here being equal to the lower roof um, or being a certain fraction of it uh, um, but yeah I, I get that for sure I see that I think that definitely um it gives the building a sort of um, tranquility, I guess you could say. It makes everything look nice and uniform. Um, it also makes everything at the shop look, or at the top look a little bit sharper and more detailed, just because it gets smaller. Um, but yeah, so definitely something that's not as prevalent nowadays. But I think yeah, silver for traditionalist Japanese architecture, and then golden for like classical or uh, things that uh, then so we'll move on so this is a statue at the rockefeller center this is also in new york um uh -huh. so we're gonna actually look to the right of this rapture photo you see this guy right here on the corner barely yeah yeah, yeah. I, see, I see him okay let's actually let's find a better one because i'm sure i can um but a big trend in art deco uh, shop statues. No, that's not going to get us where we want. Hold on. <laughs> shock rapture. If you guys want a big daddy figurine, then there you go. <laughs> um, okay, let's find some with a statue. Dun -dun -dun. Okay, here we go. This is an iconic photo. This is from the very beginning of the game. Show me the picture. Again. <laughs> Show me the picture. It's like advertised. Oh, oh my okay. God. It's not there. It's not even there. All right. Hold on. Let's open the image. Okay. Yeah. So this is, um, I oh. can't remember the guy's name. Uh, the guy that founded the city. Yeah, that guy. I cannot tell yeah. you. It's the guy. I don't know. He founded the underwater city. But, um. Yeah, so another characteristic of the Art Deco style, especially in statue or um, sculpture, you would call it, um, lots of gold, um, mostly realistic style. So like you see this here, it kind of looks like a guy, you know, it, it doesn't does, look yeah. any, like it doesn't look highly embellished or anything. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of golden statues, a lot of concrete statues as well that kind of emulate style. So it's like 
realistic, but it's not like super, super realistic. Um, so yeah, common trend in that. Definitely seen here in Bioshock also. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, All right, lit. Okay. So here is uh, the next example I was gonna talk about. So um, a big theme in Bioshock is, um, let me open this first so we have something to look at. Okay, so this is where I said I kind of want to tie in the cultural elements uh, alongside the art. Yeah. So this piece here, uh, this is a mural in the Art Deco style. So a big uh, part of the culture during this period, so this is in the 20s and the 30s. So um, some of the 1910s as well, um, but mostly 10s, 20s, 30s. Um, there was a lot of all exceptionalism. Um, Say that again. Also a lot of work. sorry, a lot of what? Say again, a lot of American what? American exceptionalism. American exceptionalism. Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll have to like interrupt you because like when that happens, I, I the audience and I won't know like what you said because like you like skip a couple seconds because my connection is so bad. Okay, that's fine. Um. Yeah, so American exceptionalism, that's a big theme in Bioshock. So um, some of that along goes with uh, the glorification of like capitalism and capitalistic practices. So during this time period, uh, especially in the Roaring Twenties, um, a lot of people were getting super rich off the backs of people that weren't getting paid enough. Um, these are the people in this photo. <laughs> yeah. um, lots of, you know, taking it advantage of factory workers, um, industrialization of the industry, um, canneries and all that kind of stuff. So um, basically, you, a lot of that is reflected in the actual art world. So like, um, a lot of big murals that you see in like New York City, in some of the older buildings, uh, they kind of glorify the working man, the working class. Um, and it was kind of used as a uh, propaganda tactic to make the workers feel like they were contributing to this grand idea of a great America and that they were pushing forward as, as the, you know, the members of society and they have the power and blah, blah, blah. Even though they were being greatly taken advantage of by people like Rockefeller and the oil barons and the steel barons that had monopolies all over the country. So um, definitely you see this all over the place. Um, you know, this is like, you notice these men are portrayed, you know, they have very big arms. They're supposed to look strong, capable. It's meant to make the working man relate to them and feel strong and capable. And mm -hmm. that just kind of allows further to be them to be taken than the people that own them, um, essentially. So uh, there's a little bit of a cultural extension uh, to the art. But um, here's another example that I wanted to talk about. So this is also in the Rockefeller Center in New York. So this uh -huh. is a ceiling mural. Um, but kind of what I wanted to highlight with this is, um, so once again, you have this very muscular, strong-looking man holding up this stone beam with these bells on it. And oh once again, it's kind of a... a um, it was meant to give the working man something to relate to to feel powerful to feel strong um basically glorifying them as a as a working member of society um yeah. instead of being more aware of exactly what was happening because all while everyone was making their money and the roaring 20s and the economy was exploding um everything was backed on credit and the stock market was inevitably going to crash and create the great depression so um, while this hyper glorification of the working class was going on, there was a deep dark secret looming on the world economy, which was the Great Depression. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you'll notice this with Art Deco a lot, especially in America. Lots of, um, yeah, just like making, um, yeah, just like glorifying everything to for the advancement of the country. Um and some of that continued into the war uh, in the 40s. Um, but I would say shortly after that, especially with the counterculture movement, um, a lot of that American exceptionalism died because people started to realize that uh, we were being taken advantage of. So, uh, yeah.
that is my little spiel on some of the cultural side of Bioshock. But uh, yep, more examples of the Art Deco style. So early neon, um, you see this woman here. She has like the flapper style haircut, the bob. It's really short. Yeah. Um, these fonts with the gold statues, lots of Art Deco um, inspiration with that. So we'll move on. So next, um, we'll talk a little bit about Bioshock. It has some similar themes as well. Um, Infinite, okay. In terms of the American exceptionalism and also some of the architectural styles, but it's a little bit different um, because of the context of the story. But we'll talk about it in a second. Um, so we'll look at literally the same thing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was planning on talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, you'll notice in Bioshock Infinite, there's a lot of glorification of like being an American citizen and uh, it's kind of a parody of like early 20th century America. Uh, Infinite is based on like, there's a lot of examples in the game of like institutionalized racism and stuff like that. So um, you'll have like NPCs in the game, like um, not enslaving African-Americans, but basically like you kind of remember i don't know if you played that game i didn't play infinite uh, now i only played one okay yeah but there's a lot of um like when you're just walking around in the streets in the intro like um african-american people are um they're shown as like workers and the the white street like things to them and yeah it's like it's it's like a parody overly exaggerated even though this was like this was happening at the time it's like a hyper exaggerated version of like what was going on during this period yeah um so where the neoclassicism comes in um is what i want to talk about next so let's pull up some bioshock infinite bioshock infinite would you say the first two games differ significantly significantly like art style from infinite or is it more of the same um it's it's similar but a little bit earlier i would say like it's more it it involves a combination of neoclassic style and the art deco style so mm -hmm. this is the main city in bioshock infinite um, so we're looking here, um, we'll kind of compare golden statues, um, cubic style, especially with these buildings, um, kind of like the little apartment buildings and whatnot, like these things. But um, this game incorporates a little bit of neoclassicism, which is a style that was very, very popular in America during the, uh, the creation of the country. So... Uh, late 18th to early 19th century um, mm -hmm. so you get a lot of buildings like this literally any american government building you can imagine yeah um oh, you know gosh, like the white yeah. house will go right away yeah boom 100 yeah the yeah. capitol building yeah. i saw some of those like yeah. dome tops yeah yeah, dome tops, uh, columns. But you notice how it looks. This looks exactly the same as that old Greek stuff. Yeah. The, what is it called? The, yeah, the, spy, the, the columns and the, the square, you know, rectangular style. Yeah. Um, yeah. So neoclassicism was a, was basically a rebirth. Rebirth um, of what? The classical style. Okay. Like this old Greek stuff, it was a rebirth of that. Yeah. Kind of a reimagining. So, yeah, with uh, with Bioshock Infinite, um, you get a little bit of that Art Deco. Just because it's set in 1912, it makes it feel more 1912-y. But um, a lot of this game, the the themes are uh, the um, whoever made this city. Their, their big thing is that they idolize the founding fathers. So like Ben Franklin and um, all of those guys, they kind of idealize them in a religious way. So mm -hmm. like um, rather than having like a traditional like Christian like religion that is like 
normal for americans during this period yeah um they they sort of deify the founding fathers like there's like statues of George Washington and there's monks that pray at them and all that stuff. So oh, that's um, interesting. definitely like a, like a super hyper romanticized like view of the founding fathers and the, the early American. So that's a cultural context for why this game looks a little bit less like uh, the underwater Bioshocks. Um, yeah, so like these columns and the spires uh, look straight out of that neoclassical style, like all the American government buildings. But mm -hmm. a little bit of it is still Art Deco, just because that keeps it into the time period. Okay. So, um, let's see. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. All right. And then let's look at this. Yeah. So here's another. This a. Uh, this is the yeah university of, of virginia uh this mm -hmm. was actually designed by thomas jefferson oh i can see enough. the similarities he was a bit of an am he was an amateur architect um during his years which i think is kind of interesting okay. but there's a couple of pieces that he done like um there's a there's a building called monticello i think he it was his house but he designed that also um yeah but uh yeah so columns spires golden yeah triangle then, roof yeah another big one with bioshock infinite is the steampunk stuff so there's yeah. a lot of airships a lot of steam powered whatever nonsense we mm -hmm. talked about steampunk the first two times uh so yeah uh, all right that would cover that and then just one more uh, we're gonna look at dark souls 3 which is oddly similar to um what do you call it bloodborne bloodborne yeah so dark souls yeah uh here we go okay this was my favorite picture off oh look at that yeah so this is yeah it's a little fuzzy but you can kind of see it um yeah so this is like a like just like bloodborne super exaggerated form of gothic architecture um so let's look at this yeah so you see sharp spires lots of frilly little details all over the place you can pull literally any building out of this and see the exact same stuff spire 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 spires everywhere lots mm -hmm. of details on the buildings um these little arches and whatnot it's all there yeah very yeah. crowded uh spiky yep. stuff crowded and spiky is a good way of describing it um we're also going to look at uh dark souls three irithyll all right, so Irithyll is kind of so area. If I can get a fucking picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right, hold on. Images. There we go. Okay, so this looks like exactly like Bloodborne. I thought it was kind of hilarious because oh, I didn't yeah. notice that before. Oh, my <laughs> but, God. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it looks straight out of Bloodborne. Because oh, it's really dark and like yeah. gloomy looking. But once again, what do we see? Sharp spires, lots of details, little arches everywhere. I'm sure if we get a closer look, there's gargoyles all over the fucking place. Uh, these big, 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 uh, big stained glass windows and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, let's see. Let's look at another example of the real world here. Um, so this yeah. this one looks very old, straight out of Dark Souls. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, the all the gothic architects, bro. They just be copying Dark Souls. Yeah, it's so, it's the architecture from Dark Souls. It's like that. Yeah, that exactly. play, it's, it's that play on the. It's the guy from Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> uh, it's like the. Oh no! Your whole joke was very choppy. Say it again. Oh no! Damn! I said. Uh, if it's a LeBron James skin, then it's uh, <laughs> is that that guy from Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, lots of uh, 
spiry detail fun very loud yeah very impressive looking last one um i like this one because of this window right here oh uh, compare it to your picture the winds look at that boom boom oh my god yeah boom. holy shit it's like yeah. the same ready boom 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 yeah damn so yeah that's a common thing uh not all of these are windows sometimes they're just like concrete and mm -hmm. they're just like all covered up but what yeah. building is that that real building uh this is the chartres cathedral in france i believe okay and this is this um gothic art style is it common throughout the whole game or is it like specific areas um super like it's super prevalent in Irithyll and uh lothric uh like the kingdom parts of lothric uh the rest of the game um like let's see kind of look maybe i can point something out do uh, the dlcs look any different with art style uh we're about to find out okay so cemetery of ash that's the starting area uh I'd say that's super gothic. Um, Iron Shrine, super gothic. High Wall of Lothric, that's what we just talked about. Undead Settlement is kind of like a medieval village. Um, so similar to what we talked about with the Skyrim stuff. Mm -hmm. um, lots of wooden houses with like really simple brick designs. If I can get a fucking picture, but this wiki does not want to help me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but Undead Settlement, I won't go into much. It's like really basic, like wooden and brick houses um cathedral of the deep oh we can actually look at that that's an impressive one is it now that uh, looks exactly like another one cathedral of the deep that i just thought of images show me a picture from i think this is it is that it hmm Hold on. He's I think cooking. That's it. Let him cook. Yeah. Okay. This is the Cathedral of the Deep. Um. Yeah. More like yeah. This is like a less romantic uh, kind of depiction of the Gothic style. This is a little bit more realistic in my opinion. Um, dead giveaways for Gothic spires. Uh, these these things here you see what i'm mousing over yeah that's called a flying buttress <laughs> um mm, interesting that's basically i think it's a way of supporting the towers i believe i could be wrong that makes sense um, but there is like a functional version for it but yeah so it's a flying buttress that's a huge gothic architecture buttress this this looks like a more real world version of that mm -hmm. okay um yeah so cathedral of the deep uh, okay what other areas do we have dun, 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 dun. go back okay um all the dungeony levels like catacombs and irithyll um i would say they they're pretty similar to the are I think they're from the 19th century could be wrong what catacombs uh, uh it's like yeah 18th yeah let's say 18th century well I think that started with the on um, the black plague right because um they'd like they had nowhere to put the bodies so they had to, like store skulls underground <laughs> yeah that sounds right yeah so it looks like, yeah, it was, okay, so it began in the 18th century, and then it became open to the public in the late 19th century. Oh, my God. It's horrifying. Yeah, so, yeah, Paris catacombs, lots of skulls, bones. Uh, most everything was made of stone or brick. Um, yeah, so that's what i would say for that profaned capital there's not much to look at and orlando is is another part of irithyll so okay. it's the same, same lothric thing. castle is in lothric kingdom 
Um, consumed King's Garden. God, I don't remember. Oh, that's a that's a tiny ass area. That's just like a forest. Um, just a forest. Grand Archive, super gothic. Once again, it's an interior part of the Lothar Castle. Untended Graves is a literal copy of the Cemetery of Ash. Uh, Arch Dragon Peak. We can look at a little bit of that if the wiki has a picture, which it's probably not going to. Okay. Arch Dragon Peak. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, we can kind of look at this. Yeah, this is cool. Oh, I've been exposed. I don't use Adblock. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. The gamer fucking exposed you, dude. Damn, dude. I've been exposed. But I can look at the picture, though. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, okay. This is, okay. This is a little bit different. This is not so gothic. This is a little bit more of a perfect one-to-one -one for this. Okay. Yeah, this is medieval architecture, I would say. Um, oh, dude. Dragon Peak, that's what it's reminding me of. The Hagia Sophia. I know that yeah. from Assassin's Creed Revelations, dude. There you go. Yeah, so Hagia Sophia is one of the most famous religious pieces of architecture in the fucking planet like oh yeah um it's been it's been a christian church it's been a mosque it's been it's like gone back and forth between christian and islam for like oh my the god last thousand years or something um but i think now it has no affiliation let's see that's crazy so you can like practice anything in there well so like depending on who who was in power that's uh -huh. the religion that was part of the church. Yeah. So when it was first built, it was part of the Eastern Roman Empire, which eventually turned into the Byzantine Empire. Which Byzantine. Was, uh, Byzant Byzant Byzantine. It's Byzantine. <laughs> I call it Byzantine in the Byzantium. game. Byzantium. Byzantium. <laughs> but the Byzantine. Uh, characteristic of uh, medieval stuff um you can see this in some roman stuff too is these big domes yeah um one weird thing that uh happened by the time the uh the medieval period kind of came to a close or got a little bit like the later parts of the medieval era uh they kind of forgot how to make them <laughs> so they just kind of stopped showing up the dome just <laughs> kind of disappeared from the idea of um how to like it's just like it became less prevalent mm -hmm. um, but yeah so arch dragon peak Hagia sophia boom. very similar you got these four spiky boys with the dome boom right there this one has a double dome which is oh yeah i think i've seen that before but i can't remember like a specific building the four uh um, the four spiky things are energy fields yeah, <laughs> it's it's the wall, the uh, energy wall that protects the place. Name. It's the final boss. It's literally just a pile of ash, so there's nothing to look at there. Boo. Um, okay, if we look at the DLCs areas, I've never played the DLC in Dark Souls Three. So what? That's that looks like something you should experience. You've never done a DLC. No. <gasps> Eddie. I know. It's a shame. Oh, we, okay, we didn't even go over what you were playing. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we talked about that at the end. Okay. Uh, uh, an image. Boom. Oh, that's really tiny. Okay. Um, super low res. Sorry. But uh, from what I can see, um, probably gothic. <laughs> There's a little bit of domage. Yeah, so I see. Like sprinkled domage in there. Looks interesting. Yeah. A couple domes. Lots of spires and sharp shit, which makes me think more gothic. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Definitely. All right. Pretty cool. And then 
Let's see. Go back one more. Um, Church of Yorshka. I've actually seen videos with this. Um, Yorshka. Does that have something to do with some Russian? Um, probably not. I'm sure, like, it sounds Russian, but I don't sounds think Russian. the church's style is very Russian at all. Um, let's see. That's not what I want. That's just a picture of Irithel. Is that it? No, because this is Irithel. Weird. I don't know. Well, okay. Here's a Minecraft build of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, gothic for sure. That big ornamental window. Yeah. Spiky boys. Buttresses. Yeah. We'll take the Minecraft's word for it. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? What did you say? I was laughing at the the, the Minecraft. Oh, okay. dude! Speaking of Minecraft, they're doing they're, they're doing a collab with Crocs. Oh, really? Yeah, so you like Crocs <laughs> themed Crocs themed um, stuff for Minecraft. But then also in Minecraft, you can wear Crocs. Isn't that crazy? Oh, gross. <laughs> it's lit. Oh, God. Oh, gosh, yeah. That was... Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, I don't know what you're saying at all. Like Your screen's, like, frozen for me. Oh, my internet. I love it. Your face is just freeze frame right now. Oh my god, it messed everything up. No! Well. We'll just have to cut. Oh, if you just share your screen, it'll fix everything. <laughs> just share your screen real quick. I lost you. <laughs> Okay. Can you see me now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Alright. Well, let's wrap this up just in case anything else happens. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's more video game art. Uh, what I, Okay, what have I been playing? I've been playing Elden Ring. I've been playing Dark Souls 1. And... Uh, Red Dead 2, and oh, that's it. Red Dead 2, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Or, why Red Dead 2 Not now? Like, I don't think... But, uh, yeah. It's weird to me that that game came out five years ago. That's a little weird, but, uh, yeah. Dude, yeah, five years ago. But, you uh, that. yeah, that's, that's been my rotation. It came out after we graduated. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, like a few months, yeah. Anything, uh... So? Any closing comments? Anything to wrap this podcast up before the uh, internet crashes everything? Uh, not really. Uh, check out check out art. Yeah? Yes, check out art. please check out art. art. It's cool. Support local artists. Don't use the AI art things. Fuck Talk AI. Things. <laughs> Fuck um, AI art. Yeah. Use human art. Don't use AI art. Uh, what else? Uh, that's it. Oh, yeah. I deleted my fitness page. <laughs> so anybody, if you're listening, if you followed my fitness page, it is gone. It's gone um, purged. I did it because I was focusing too much on the page yeah i was focusing too much on the page and not enough on the training so yeah um other than that i have a new project coming soon i'm not ready to announce it yet but i'm ready to announce the announcement uh so yeah i will be mentioning that probably next week and then yeah uh, those are my closing comments. Um, in terms of where you can find me right now, nowhere. <laughs> Don't look for him. So you you literally not look for me. As I normally say, "Don't look for me anywhere else." You can't anymore. So can't. Don't ever. 
So that's it. Well, we'll see what he has to announce uh, next week. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. But um, you can find me uh, anywhere that is pen and pant. I am trying. I am because of this slow internet bull crap. Like it, it's going to take a while for me to upload. It took a while for me to upload our podcast of God of War. So who knows how long it takes to upload this. So I'm trying to get that fixed. If I can't get that fixed by like next week, I might have to like delay the podcast because honestly, Eddie, there are points where like you went like completely like robot and like skipped like five seconds and it it did not sound great, but we were already this far and like, I didn't want to. So, and I apologize audio wise this is gonna be our worst episode i'm just telling you right now the worst episode okay but we got through it and um just take care of yourselves out there go to the gym just on the treadmill anything just you know keep yourself active good for your mind and your body gotta gotta stay alive for fallout 5 Hell yeah. Uh, that's 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 a reason to live. Fallout that's a reason 5. to live. If you can't find a reason to live, then think about Fallout 5. Fallout 5. Elder Scrolls 6. GTA 6. Elder Scrolls 7 even. Hey. Hey man, I'm going to be 40 when that comes out. <laughs> Imagine. Alright. We'll wrap it up here. Um, Have a good one, y'all. Peace.